0: Set your future in motion at Chicago State University with over 70 degree and certificate programs, ample scholarship opportunities, and vibrant campus life. Chicago State University is Chicago's number one most affordable public university with a diverse faculty, small class sizes, and almost 50 student organizations, including NCAA Division I Athletics. At Chicago State, we provide you with the tools you need to succeed. Visit csu.edu slash admissions to learn how you can earn your freshman year tuition free.
1: Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. NFL picks for this week. College football's new number one World Series talk. And shocker of all shockers, Bill Self cheats again. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up
0: Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with
1: your host, Vince Stover. Hey, good looking. What you got cooking? i about cooking something in me. Welcome into to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. I'm your host, Vince Stover, and joined, as I am usually on Wednesday nights, by my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, how you doing?
2: Hey, good to be here. Doing great.
1: Uh, plenty of things to talk about here uh, this week. And I can't think of a better way to start the episode than to bring up our old friend Bill Self, um, the Kansas head basketball coach, suspended by the university for four games, along with his assistant Curtis Townsend for recruiting restriction uh, excuse me recruiting violations. Uh, not too big of a surprise that Bill Self is cheating. Uh, he did win the national championship last year, uh, which is hard to remember but... Nonetheless, he did, and now the school takes care of the punishment so that the NCAA does not take care of the punishment for them. He'll miss the championship Classic game coming up November 15th against Duke, um, as well as three other games uh, also. Um, what do you make of this Bill Self situation, Dad?
2: Well, I again, you know, I... I I don't know what happened to Bill Self, because I'm sure he never did anything like this when he was at Illinois. (laughs) So I I just don't know what to make of it. But um, anyhow, I know you guys there in Lexington are a little tough on Bill Self, but um, maybe there's good reason, obviously. So we'll, we'll see. Obviously, if they're letting Kansas take care of it instead of the NCAA taking care of it, then it'll be a little... Easier in a lot of ways. Four games early in the year it's not, not too bad. Um the Duke game, you know, that would be a big game, but um, but we'll see. So
1: well, they say if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's and it. uh so I, I I mean that's at the end of the day, every school is doing something. Um, you know, just whether or not you get caught. So he gets caught, I guess, uh, even though they're allowing the university to do the discipline there instead of, you know, nothing else. So who knows? Who knows? But hey, it is what it is. College basketball gets full full flown uh, starting here next week. So everything's kicking up for sure there. Uh, let's go on. I'm having some video issues, but you can hear me. OK, right, then?
2: Uh, yes. What was What do you want me to do next? No,
1: you can hear me fine. Correct.
2: Yeah, so I can hear you fine. Yeah, like okay. the, the, the picture's going bad.
1: Yeah, as long as you can hear me, we'll keep going. Um, I'm not sure how to fix that. So anyways, if you're listening on the podcast, you have no clue what's happening. If you're watching live on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, you're seeing it as well. Nonetheless, let's get on to it, college football dad. A new number one as the official playoff rankings have come out. The University of Tennessee, for the first time since 1998, sit atop of the polls. Uh, they are the number one team in the nation. The last time this happened was a uh, national championship year. So uh, they got Georgia this week, Dad. At Georgia, Georgia's an eight-point favorite. How are you feeling about that game?
2: Well, I, th- I think, you know, again, watching Tennessee here lately, I... Uh, I think they'll play with Georgia. I think it'll be a good game. I mean, again, I I think I've been impressed with uh, the coach and the way his demeanor is, and I think that rubs off on the players. I mean, he's very excited when they win, but during the game, it it seems to be very calm, very focused, um, and, and, and just, you know, um, seems to have things going. I know his deal has been, wow, this is great. I mean, I don't think anybody expected Tennessee. I had a guy ask me today, you know, boy, did anybody expect Tennessee to, you know, be this good? I yeah. said, well, no, I, everybody thought they were headed in the right direction to be improved to, with the schedule. They had a chance, you know, to win, you know, what, eight, nine games we probably would have talked about. Um, but, you know, I mean, when you have a hot quarterback, and Hooker has been that, and they have a lot of ability, and the defense has played good. So, um, you know, I'm a little surprised they were ranked number one. I would think maybe this is to kind of hype the game with TV because, again, with Georgia being the favored team, but um, I know a few weeks ago we both felt like, well, if they could play with Alabama and Georgia, then they were going to be good. Well, they beat Alabama
0: mm-hmm. and
2: uh, you know and really handled Kentucky, and um, now it'll be at Georgia, so this will be a good test, I think. If they come out, if they come out of this with the win, of course, I think they'll stay number one for a while. I think if it's a close game uh, and they can just look good down at georgia i think that'll be a very positive thing for them too but i'm i think they've i'm sure the players have confidence that um that you know they can they, they can win this
1: yeah i'd be surprised that they drop out of the, fir- the top four if they cover i mean i think i think they can stay within eight points of georgia I'm honestly leaning towards them beating Georgia just because their offense is so good. Um, I saw the stat today that Alabama has allowed 15 touchdowns. Their defense has allowed 15 touchdowns all season. Seven of those 15 were against Tennessee. So this offense is is an elite offense right now. And even though Georgia is a good team, a very good team, a very good defense, I think there's a chance they win this game. I've seen past Tennessee players, Eric Ainge, Leading the way on this saying, playing at Georgia is really not that big of a deal. He said, they're not that loud. It's not really an intimidating place to play. He said, I, I don't think Tennessee's going to have any problem there. So we'll see how that one shakes out. The top four is Tennessee, Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson. I'm a little surprised Clemson is up there at number four over Michigan at this point. And I'm surprised TCU is number seven as an undefeated team below Alabama as well um how comfortable are you with your final four i mean we've already changed our predictions um since tennessee's been so good so uh you look at that four right now i don't think that's going to be the final four what do you think
2: uh no i don't think so and again you know we talked last week i think it was that you know i think michigan would probably be number four i'm surprised Uh, They're not. Again, of course, they've got to play Ohio State once, maybe twice, so I think that is going to change a little bit. Uh, I'll be interested to see how the rankings, now that they're getting into the playoff rankings, how that goes. I'll be very interested to see if whoever loses the Tennessee-Georgia game, especially if it's a close game, you know, does Alabama jump over them because in the past they've always kept Alabama up there. I don't think that's the case this year, but, um, I I'd be very interested to see that. And like I said, TCU, they cannot be ignored, uh, forever. I don't think with, you know, who they played and if they keep winning, um, even though they're in not as, you know, not in as strong a conference as the big 10 or the SEC, but, um, You know, college football has been a a great year, no doubt about it, and Clemson is going to stay right in the hunt if they can keep winning, and I know we'll talk about their game here in a minute probably.
1: Yeah, I think if Tennessee loses a close one to Georgia, Tennessee and Georgia flip spots. Georgia goes to number one. Tennessee drops to number three, um, unless all of a sudden Clemson and Michigan just show up in in grand fashion this week. Um, TCU is an interesting one. Again, they're below Alabama right now. Uh let's see. They've got Texas Tech this week, uh Texas next week, Baylor and Iowa State to close out the year. Uh I think if TCU goes undefeated and wins the Big 12, I think they're in the Final Four because Michigan or Ohio State's gonna have one loss. Um at least one loss. Um Alabama's already got one loss. Georgia or Tennessee is gonna have one loss. Clemson is the one team that's kind of still standing up there that you don't know. Are they going to get one loss? They have Notre Dame this week. Who's getting better? They have Louisville, Miami, and South Carolina to close out. So it's all teams that are kind of okay, not great, not horrible. Um, they could lose one of those games. We'll wait to see kind of what shakes down with that. Notre Dame, again, they've been a lot better um, here recently, and they're 5-3 and three coming into this game. I think that they had a who did they just they just beat somebody last week didn't they uh Syracuse number 16 Syracuse they beat them and they beat them handily uh they've scored 41 44 the last two weeks they lost to Stanford the week before which was embarrassing um but they they scored over 40 points 3 4 times this season and now facing up against Clemson I think we'll learn more about Clemson than we'll learn about Notre Dame uh this week but uh I don't know I'm I'm intrigued to see that too so I think Right now, I'm going to say Tennessee, Ohio State, Georgia, and TCU are our Final Four.
2: Um, yeah, that would be pretty safe to say at this point, again, you know, TCU, again, they've done great, but it's not a given that they're going to stay undefeated. But if they do, I think they should be in in the Final Four. I, I'm, I'm always a believer in that if you're undefeated, um, you know, you play who you're scheduled. So I I, I think that should always count.
1: Yeah, a Power Five team, undefeated, champions in their conference. Um, they should be in unless there's five Power Five undefeated conference champions, <laughs> but that's never happened. So, uh, at least not any time recently. Uh, anything else college football wise, games this weekend that you're intrigued by? Anything like that?
2: Well, the Alabama L- LSU game will be interesting. It's at LSU. If Alabama was to lose again, That, you know, I wasn't expecting much out of LSU, but they've done well. And this was at home. And the Texas Kansas State game is kind of interesting. You know, it's not going to be somebody to get in the final four. Um, but you know, Kansas State with a huge win. Um, last week, and I saw Jordy Nelson threw a shot at that one uh, when he was talking uh, this week about going into Packer Hall of Fame, about how enjoyable that was. So that was interesting. And Texas has been surprising. You know, it looked like they were going to kind of be out of it, and uh, so it would be an interesting game also. Otherwise, not a lot of great games this weekend.
1: Yeah, once Quinn Ewers was healthy and came back, Texas has looked really solid. Um, you know, I think, I think Alabama's far better than LSU. I think LSU gets their third loss of the season and mm-hmm. kind of drops out of existence after that point. Um, Oklahoma State, they've got two losses now. Um, you face it up against Kansas, they're only a two point favorite in that game. I think Oklahoma State's a far better team than Kansas. So I don't, to me, there's not a lot of exciting games. Uh, I'll call Indiana they're a 14 point dog to Penn State this week. I think they at least cover that, that spread and, uh, look, look respectable. I think Virginia covers against North Carolina, who's looked really, really good as of late. Uh, They're only seven-and-a-half-point dogs, but uh, North carolinas they've got a Heisman candidate, a quarterback. But I think uh, Virginia covers. I don't think they win uh, that game uh, there. But the fun game is definitely going to be Saturday afternoon, Georgia-Tennessee. That'll bring back some childhood memories uh, there for sure. All right, let's move on to the NFL and uh, crazy week with the trade deadline. So many things happening. There's now stuff going on with the Washington Commanders. As they've announced, they're going to try to sell the team. And that was this morning. This afternoon, it came out that the uh, feds are going to be investigating some financial situations with the team. So there could be legal issues. There are going to be legal issues there as well. Let's start with the trade deadline, though, Dad, and the things that went on uh, there. We saw a few players leave the division. Actually, one player stayed in the division, uh, even though he was out, uh, traded within the division, right? TJ Hawkinson goes from Detroit to Minnesota to strengthen uh, the Minnesota offense that doesn't need a whole lot more strength, I don't think, at the very least. Uh, Let's see here. A couple things that kind of went under the radar uh, as well. The Buffalo Bills acquired Naheem Hines from Indianapolis for Zach Moss and a sixth-round pick. That's an interesting one, Zach Moss, a guy with tons of potential but hasn't really done much yet in the NFL. Calvin Ridley gets traded to the team that he gambled against that got him suspended for a whole season. So next year when he comes back, he'll be on the Jaguars. Uh, Jeff Wilson moves to Miami from San Francisco. William Jackson, the cornerback, goes from Washington to Pittsburgh. Then the big stuff uh, that you heard about, Chase Chase Claypool from Pittsburgh to Chicago. Bradley Chubb goes from the Denver Broncos to Miami, uh, draft picks and players involved. There, I told you, T.J. Hawkinson, my favorite non-packer player in the NFL, Roquan Smith, goes from Chicago to Baltimore to bolster that defense there in Baltimore. Other things that happened earlier in the week, Christian McCaffrey went to San Francisco, uh, James Robinson to New York, and Robert Quinn to Philadelphia. Kadarius Tony Dan, he goes to Kansas City from the Giants. Um, he's been a complete bust, in my opinion, since he's been with the Giants. But they get a third and sixth round pick out of that trade. I thought that was kind of a steep price considering Christian McCaffrey went for a second, third, fourth, and fifth rounder. Uh, Robbie Anderson went for a 6th and 7th rounder. I just thought Kadari Stoney would be a lot cheaper than a 3rd and a 6th round pick. But which uh, which trades, I guess, caught your attention or surprised you or you thought were good trades that happened this weekend?
2: I, I think the one that may help their team the most is the one you like, Roquan Smith, uh, going to Baltimore. Baltimore's doing well, and that's really going to bolster the defense Um, I think one of the best trades may end up being Jacksonville getting Calvin Ridley Um, that I mean and they got him at a good price if they if that that could make a real difference in the future um, there that was very interesting that they pulled that off Um, you know Bradley Chubb going to Miami should be a real help there um, I was real intrigued about the Buffalo one, you know, with Himes, um, th- there must be something they really like, um, about him feeling like that's an upgrade and he has played well at times. So I, I thought, I think all the teams that got players, uh, probably benefited. Um, you know, I, I probably scratched my head a little bit at some of the teams that got rid of players, you know, <laughs> uh, Detroit getting rid of Hawkinson. I don't. Know that I understand that, Um, you know, from that standpoint, of course, Chicago getting rid of the two guys they got rid of. um, Then all of a sudden they go get a wide receiver. But like you said, you know, we talked uh, yesterday, I guess it was, um, I don't know that he's an elite wide receiver at all, but he may be the best wide receiver they have. So, um, you know, we we will see. And Justin Fields, he is really out there on an island by himself. So maybe this will help some.
1: Yeah, and a second rounder for Claypool really surprised me as well. I guess I'm just not judging the value well with some of these guys because I thought Claypool, again, he's the best receiver on Chicago's team, but he, he I don't know, I think he was probably third, maybe fourth best receiver on Pittsburgh, and I know Pittsburgh people probably disagree with me on that, but I just don't think Claypool's it, and I think he's a good complementary piece But when you need them to be the number one, I don't think that's going to turn out very good uh, in that 19 trades uh, from the past week. Only three of those trades had players going back to the other team. Uh, The rest of it was all draft picks. Zach Moss uh, from Buffalo went to Indianapolis. Chase Edmonds went from Miami to Denver. And A.J. Klein went from Baltimore to Chicago. Uh, the rest were all draft picks going back in these efforts. I love the Bradley tra- Bradley Chubb trade to Miami that bolsters their defense um, and helps them get better immediately. Um, I also like that Calvin Ridley move for Jacksonville. They are in the luxury spot of being able to play for the future, and you add him into that wide receiver core, I think that's a really good group. And then, of course, the Christian McCaffrey trade, we talked about this before, Um, that's a big deal going to San Francisco and helping them out as well. So we'll see how it all shakes out. Um, again, Kadarius Tony won that one. Just, I just scratched my head on. I, I don't mind taking a shot at him. I just think they gave up more than they needed to, to get Kadarius Tony as well. We got to talk about the Packers making zero moves. Um, and people are, I, I am surprised by how panicky Packers fans have been, uh, this whole season so far, I'm not that worried. I, I mean, we got an uphill battle, sure. All you got to do is win the division. That's not going to be an easy easy feat. Um, I, I'm not that worried about Green Bay. I didn't see any trade that happened where I go, man, Green Bay should have done that. Um, you know, I, I, giving up some pieces. You know, I mean, I don't know that Detroit would have sent TJ Hawkinson to Green Bay if they would have. Well, I think a second and third rounder, that would have been a fair price uh, for Hawkinson um outside of that i mean i just don't i don't see anything that i went yeah man green bay should have should have done that from what's already out there maybe there were other things out there brandon cooks did not get moved um there's there's some talk about that and he's not happy about that but overall i look at this and go man i i don't see anybody here that green bay should have went after
2: no, I'd agree. I'd agree with that. And it's interesting, this trend, like you talked about, as far as people, um, you know, they're being draft picks instead of players. Oh, I heard yeah. you talk about that today, that – um you know, maybe that's a change now. General managers are starting to think, "Hey, we don't have enough time to develop some of these guys. We're better to get a player and get an established player. But again, there are a lot of young players that have done well, and of course, that's something green bay has has always done. You know it seems like they've drafted fairly well, but they definitely develop young guys um there but it looks like maybe i don't know if that's a trend across the nfl but it's these trades that look like at least that was the thinking hey we can give up some draft picks that'll be okay and that wasn't that hasn't always been the thinking so be yeah. to see if we get to draft time
0: here at the container store we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place your home should be full of them that's why we're giving you 30 percent off every custom alpha space From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with Alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design.
1: What happens? A team wins a Super Bowl, and everybody copies them. The Rams, they don't have a first-round pick for a while. Uh, the Rams trade out draft picks like they're candy to get back any player they can get back, even if it's for one year. They want a Super Bowl doing that. So now you've got other teams saying, hey, maybe these draft picks, if I have a quarterback, these draft picks are not near as important as they used to be. Uh, if I don't have a quarterback, that's a whole other story. So when you're looking at these teams that are getting rid of draft picks, uh, Miami, all right, they feel like they've got a quarterback. Baltimore, they've got a quarterback. Um, Jacksonville has a quarterback. Pittsburgh, they've got a quarterback, whether or not you think so or not. <laughs> they, they do. Uh, Minnesota, they're not going to draft one of the top three quarterbacks in the draft. Kansas City's got a quarterback. Philadelphia's got a quarterback. Dallas has a quarterback. The Jets, the 49ers, they, do they have a quarterback? We don't know. Trey Lance injured out for the year. You know, all those kinds of things as well. Back to Green Bay, though, Dad, this team has not lost, um, has not won less than 13 games in three straight seasons, and all of a sudden, everybody's going, everything's over, we need to blow it up. The Packers have been a successful organization, generally speaking, for the last two, three decades, three decades, Um, and all of a sudden, we're going, oh, man, bad start, fire everybody, trade everybody I, I'm not sure why the panic um, this might be a down year this might be a bad year this might be a year we missed the playoffs which would be crazy to think but it's one year and we've had this kind of year two three four times maybe in the last 30 years I mean calm down it's it's okay um, we can handle one bad year and and you know we've seen the improvement from young packer receivers through the years. They come back next year, they're going to be better than they are this year. And uh, so I think you have to be patient, and I think you have to trust the process, so to say, with this Green Bay front office, because I think they've proven, hey, we'll be okay. We'll, We'll make it work. Everything will be fine.
2: Yes, I, I I would agree with that and again I don't think the season is a wash yet. Um you know they keep saying they need to win one. Um you know the schedule's going to be um interesting here. It was tough playing Buffalo when they did, no doubt about that. But um again, I think there were some 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 positives. You know, as you say, as I heard today, a lot of the talk there in Green Bay was, you know, they've had some moments when they've been a really good team, but they haven't been successful as far as putting it together for a whole game. Uh, If they can stay away from major injuries, hopefully Campbell will be back, if not this week and another week. If they can stay away from that and they can get some people healthy. I mean, you talk about playing well with young receivers. I mean, Lazard's been out the last couple of games. Of course, Cobb's been out and uh, that makes a huge difference. And even the rookie they were counting on went down early there, and you have, what, the seventh-round draft pick, you know, catches a touchdown at the end. So um, it, I, I think we're going to be okay, but, uh, we, you know, we do need to win. I think momentum can switch very, very quickly. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of the fans are panicking in that. A lot of what I read, though, is from, um, you know, it's from – uh, media people who are not necessarily sure. Packer people. Sure. And, um, you know, they, they like to, you know, make discussion with that. So I haven't been overly worried at that yet, but, um, you know, it would be nice to get a couple wins under our belt. And, um, we got some games coming up. I hopefully beat Detroit and then we've got a couple at home, Dallas, big game, obviously. And then the Titans on Thursday night. So, um, we'll see.
1: All right, Let's get into our pick sixes for this week. Every week we pick six games. We pick the primetime games, Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night, and then three picks of our choice as well. Uh, I did not have a chance to tally up from last week. I know Dad was three for three last week. I think I was four and two, but I'd have to go back and look and didn't have time to do that before we came on. So uh, we'll get that updated next week. Uh, Let's start with Thursday night, Dad, Philadelphia is on the road in Houston, 12.5-point favorites on the road, 7-0. and I just keep thinking, man, at some point Philadelphia has to lose a game. Is this the game they lose? I think not. I pick Philadelphia in this game to cover even at 12.5. Uh, where do you go with this one?
2: Yes, I was scared about the 12-and-a-half, but I think Philadelphia win, and I, I went ahead and went with Philadelphia to cover because I think they are a good team. Yeah. And, um, you know, Houston in some ways has played better, even though their record doesn't show. But um, I think Philadelphia, you know, has proved they're the real thing. They've got a lot of different weapons. They're using a lot of different people. And, um, what, they've added some to the defense now. So, I yeah, I picked them to cover.
1: Yeah. I mean, Houston's a bad team. So, so at the end of the day, Philadelphia should be able to hit that 12 and a half. Uh, Sunday night is Kansas City at home against Tennessee. Another big spread, 12 and a half points here as well. Tennessee is five and two, but that's a sneaky five and two, like a sneaky bad five and two. Uh, Kansas City five and two as well. Which way do you go with this one?
2: Um again, you know, I'm a little surprised that the spread is as big as it is, but it's at Kansas City, so I'll go with the Chiefs, even with 12-and-a-half. I think they are rolling now, and I think play, it's always tough to play there. And um, so I, I went ahead and went with Kansas City.
1: Uh, assuming Malik Willis is the quarterback here. Um, actually, he is the quarterback, I believe. And, you know, they won 17-10. to 10. Uh, with Malik Willis at quarterback against Houston, but Willis threw the ball 10 times, and he had one interception. Six of 10, one interception, 55 yards. They ran the ball 32 times for 219 yards and two touchdowns with Derrick Henry. Uh You're not going to be able to keep that going. Um, so I think that's why the spread is so big. I went ahead and picked Kansas City again. I hate that, that big of a spread, but uh, I picked Kansas City there um monday night is baltimore on the road against new orleans baltimore two and a half point favorites again they bolstered their defense here with the trade of roquan smith but he's got to take some time to learn and adjust in um five and three and three and five baltimore five and three new orleans three and five which way you go here
2: um, I picked Baltimore, uh, the cover again, it's always a little tough to play in new Orleans, but I think maybe Baltimore's got things turned around. You didn't know, you know, here early in the year, it's been back and forth, but I think safe thing, uh, go with Baltimore to cover there.
1: Yeah, I think they win and at two and a half, I felt comfortable enough with that as well. New Orleans has a good defense. So that worries me a little bit, but I think Baltimore has to hit their stride here. And, uh, so I went ahead and picked them as well. All right, that's our three primetime games. Now into our other games. Who is your fourth game of the week?
2: I'll go with Green Bay over Detroit at three and a half. I think Green Bay will rebound here, even though it's at Detroit. Um, and with three and a half, I, I, you know, I would like to hope we'll get back on track, and it should be better than that. So I'll take Green Bay to cover.
1: All right, uh, I think that's probably a safe one. I'm going to take the next two, Dad. My fourth and fifth picks this week are the two teams that have the worst um, uh, games against the spread, worst record against the spread this season, are the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They both covered only twice this season. So I'm going to take Las Vegas, minus one and a half point favorites over Jacksonville, and I'm going to take the Rams. They're plus two and a half point dogs to Tampa Bay. So those are the two, two of my games that I'm going to take. Uh, just going with the with what the the uh, the study shows me, that Tampa and Jacksonville probably aren't going to cover. So I'll go with Vegas and the Rams as my fourth and fifth games. Who's your fifth game of this week?
2: Um, well, I would. I picked Jacksonville again. They they're the underdog, correct?
1: Yeah, one and a half point underdog. Yeah,
2: and I'll take them at home. I think they're playing better. I don't. Vegas is in trouble right now. Yeah, what are they doing. So, yeah. I'm going to go with Jacksonville there as as the underdog. And my next game, I would take uh, Miami over Chicago, even though it's at Chicago by four and a half, Miami to cover there.
1: Yeah, I think both of your favorite picks, your your Packers and Dolphins, are wise picks and I think probably safe picks. I'm going to go back to Old Faithful for me for my last game, and that's Minnesota. They're three and a half point favorites against Washington. Washington has the off-field drama going on. Um, there's, they just haven't been playing great. They've not been horrible either, but they haven't been playing great. Minnesota's offense is so good. I just don't think Washington can keep up with them. Um, so I'm going to go Minnesota. So my picks are, uh, let's see here, Philadelphia, Kansas city, Baltimore, Las Vegas, Minnesota and the Rams. This is the first time for me to do this, but I've got all but one of mine are favorites this week. I usually try to do more underdogs. Uh, But i got to catch Dad, so I'm going to go a little different this week. Uh, Dad, your picks were Philadelphia, Kansas City. You picked Baltimore, right? Yes. Baltimore, Green Bay, Miami, and...
2: Jacksonville.
1: Jacksonville, that's right, Jacksonville there as well. Uh, Let's run through some of these other games real quick. Los Angeles Chargers facing up against Atlanta. They're on the road. Man, the Chargers just continue to kind of disappoint. Um, three-and-a-half-point favorites, but Atlanta, they've played well. They're not going to beat the Chargers. They should not beat the Chargers, I should say. Um, Any thoughts on that game?
2: Uh, Yeah, Atlanta's been a real surprise, so I don't know. You know, a lot of times you talk about a team, you don't know what you're going to get. I'm not sure how Atlanta's going to end up. If they'll keep playing well, um, you know, this year and see, you know, I, I was very big on the Chargers at the start of the year. I still think they're very good, but they have struggled a little bit. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see how Atlanta does again in the next couple of games.
0: Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom Alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with Alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the container store. Visit us in store or online to get started with a free design.
1: Uh New England. Favorite on the ro- on home, excuse me, at home by five and a half over Indianapolis. Of course, Indianapolis. New quarterback at Sam Ellinger. Um, New England. Maybe they found their stride a little bit last week. Mac Jones is back and healthy. Um, i pick New England to win this game. How do you think this game's going to go?
2: Yeah, I I think I would pick New England. But, again, you talk about a team and you don't know what's going to show up. I mean, one week, you know, you think it's all over, and then the next week, you know, they're doing better. Uh, Indianapolis is not going to pull out of, of, of their problems, I don't think, uh, without a doubt there, which is, you know, getting very surprising. So I would think New England will win, but I, I don't know.
1: A team that has left very little doubt this year is the Buffalo Bills. They're on the road against the Jets this week. Actually, a pretty big spread, twelve and a half. I'm picking the Jets to cover the Bills to win. Um, Buffalo, they're the deal. I mean, they they got to be the favorites for the Super Bowl right now. They've got a good defense. They've got a really good offense, and uh, you know, but a division game usually stays close. That's why I'm just going to say the Jets can cover this, but Bills are real, right?
2: They are. They are real. But like you said, this is a division game. The Jets are better. Of course, you know, again, they lost their running back, uh, even though it'd be interesting to see how Robinson fits in there. Um, But um, I I would agree. I think they could cover on this. But, or I mean, they could, um, the Jets, you know, might be all right on that. But um, Buffalo's really good.
1: Cincinnati at home, seven and a half point favorite over Carolina. Uh, I'm a big uh, P.J. fan there in Carolina and like what he's doing at quarterback, but Cincinnati is – they're too good. Carolina's not good, so I'm picking Cincinnati. And I don't think that game's going to be that entertaining personally. What are your thoughts?
2: No, I would agree with that. I, I talked to a friend of mine here in Ohio today who's a Bengal fan, and as soon as I walked in, the first thing he said was, what in the world? Who was that team that was playing on Monday night? He could not believe the way that went there. Of course, a lot of Browns fans up here, too. So everybody scratched their head a little bit on that. But no, the 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 Bengals, I think, are for real. Again, That's we've talked about it. That's going to be an interesting division before it gets done. Um, there, especially when Deshaun Watson gets back, um, yeah. and see how he does, you know, Cleveland, Cleveland, you know, doesn't have a good record, but they've been really close games and they have, they have some talent.
1: They sure do. Uh, let's see here. Arizona, one and a half point favorites at home against Seattle. You go into the beginning of this year and you say Arizona, Seattle, who's going to win? Everybody says Arizona. Seattle, though, sitting here at five and three, Arizona's at three and five. Arizona has the more talent, but Seattle's turned things, some things on right now. Kenneth Walker has been great as a rookie running back, getting opportunities. Geno Smith, where did he come from? Uh, so I'm picking Arizona based off the fact that they should win this game. Uh, but uh, this, is a, this is a scary one to pick. Seattle's been really good this year.
2: Yeah, this is really scary to pick. Um you know, Seattle, um, leading the division now, you know, we would not have thought that. No way. And, um, Gina, you know, the deal was what's well, going to happen. A quarterback locks on it, going to be good enough. And Geno Smith has been the guy and he's got the wide receivers. There's no doubt yeah. about that. I guess their defense is playing better. Um, so I, you know, and again, if the fans get behind them, it's always tough when you're in Seattle. So, uh, be interesting.
1: Yeah, and he's got he's got the receivers, he's got a running back as well, and I mean he's just gotta be he's gotta be what Jimmy G's supposed to be, just consistent and not make mistakes. And he's been able to do that as a whole, and like you said, leading the division. They're a game up on San Francisco, a game and a half on the Rams, and two games on Arizona, uh pulling up real quick to see the stats here. Geno Smith is just under two thousand yards. He has a 72% completions percentage, 13 touchdowns, 3 interceptions. He's been everything they need him to be uh, to keep them from getting a top-tier quarterback in the draft. And so I'll uh, be sure to see how that one all shakes out in the end as well. Any other NFL topics you want to hit?
2: Uh, no, like I said, the trade deadline was very interesting. I guess you know, it was a record as far as the number of trades we're concerned and the way people shook that up there again, the NFL has really been exciting because you, you really don't know who's going to win. And at this stage, we're almost to mid season. And you know, there, there's not too many teams you can count out. There's a few that you can say, boy, it looks like they're going to be a big disappointment. But um, you know, outside of just a couple um, there's teams that are in it that you. We, we wouldn't have thought there'd be that many teams in it at, at, at midway.
1: Yeah, I would say at this point, there's more questions than answers in the NFL right now, uh, for sure. World Series going on right now. Game four is underway as we are doing this show, top of the second, zero to zero. Philadelphia leads the series two to one. And of course, you'll be home for tonight and tomorrow before, uh, if possible, headed back to Houston, unless Philadelphia clinches and seals it up here in Philly. Bryce Harper dad has been everything they thought he could be, uh, but he didn't show it really until this year and specifically here in these playoffs. Impressive what he's doing and impressive how Philadelphia has been able to pull out the two games they've pulled out so far. Is it still a series or is Philadelphia the champs?
2: Um, I, you know, Philadelphia, again, I guess what, they have not lost a home playoff game yet this year. And um, I think I heard that right. And um, they're you know during the year they weren't all that good. They were up and down. They were of course the last team what to make the wild card there. But boy, they've gotten the playoffs and they've just been consistent, consistent, especially with their offense and their pitching seems to be good enough. So I mean, Houston is really going to have to try to win one here at Philadelphia, or they may never get back to Houston.
1: Yeah, very true. A couple other baseball things. The Rangers hired um, uh, Bocci, Bocci, Bocci uh, now I forget how to say his name, Bruce Bocci, Uh used to be with San Francisco Giants as their manager for next season. The White Sox are hiring Royals assistant Pedro Griffall, uh, as well. And so to fill that need there is Tony La Russa had stepped away. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of which direction they decide to go, uh, how that will turn things out for those teams who both have some Ability, some talent on the team, but obviously have a ways to go to get where they want to be uh, as well. But two interesting hires there to get things going here in the offseason as the uh, coaching carousel and baseball begins to spin a little faster uh, here this week. Uh, I'm still going to say that uh, Houston can pull out an interesting series, but it sure seems like Philadelphia is the favorite right now, playing better, more consistent, full, complete baseball um, and uh, what a way to end the season right now for Philadelphia compared to what they were looking like early in the year when we didn't think they'd even make the playoffs. So good job, Philly. Uh, Philly's having a good time in sports right now, right? Philadelphia Eagles are undefeated. Phillies are in the World Series, and I have no idea. How are the Flyers doing? Do you know?
2: Uh, No, I don't think they're leading in their division, but no, I, 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 I don't know that one right off. Um, I think they're about middle of the pack there last time I looked, but um, we will see. Do you think it's this is kind of a similar situation with the Phillies as the Braves last year coming on at the end in the World Series?
1: Maybe. Um, I, mean, I think there are differences for sure. I just think f- Philadelphia got healthy. And, uh, you know, Atlanta overcame. I think Philadelphia just got healthy. And I think the trades they made uh, helped them as well. Uh, so I think there's been some wise things. But remember, they fired their manager this season, in season. And, uh, and so they're, they're going with an interim guy who now is going to be the guy. But um, it, it's just been an odd year for Philadelphia. If they win, maybe we'll have to bring on. Uh, We've got a couple a couple Philly friends I uh, co-hosted a show with Dan D'Amico, the big Philadelphia guy who's in our fantasy baseball league as well. So I'll uh, see how all that shakes out. But we'll see. Uh, don't don't count your chickens or your eggs before they hatch, or your chickens before they hatch, however that phrase goes. Don't do that yet, Philadelphia. Be patient and enjoy the ride for sure. Any other topics you want to discuss, Dan?
2: Nope, like I said, a lot going on in sports right now, and um, you know it's going to continue to be that way as we the NFL goes on, especially college football. Now that they've started giving the rankings for the playoffs, yeah. be a lot of talk about that, and of course things are winding down the last few games here. So um, be, be interesting.
1: It will indeed. Uh, big weekend for my show, Dad. The Sports Stove Local Hour goes live Friday at noon. For Mad Mushroom Pizza, we've got EKU head football coach Walt Wells going to be in person. Quarterback Parker McKinney in person. And basketball EKU forward Michael Moreno will be in person as well. So lots of good stuff going on this weekend uh, for EKU coverage uh, here on the Sports Stove Local Hour. Special edition Friday at noon uh, live from Mad Mushroom Pizza in Richmond, Kentucky. All right, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Sports Stove, uh, or you can catch all the latest thoughts and opinions uh, there as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove. Here at the Container Store, we believe you
0: shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with Alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design.